Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Hey, everyone. Welcome back to the Boots and Whiskey podcast. As always, I am Jim. I am your host. Um... We got another great, great interview coming up for this podcast, for this episode. Um, But before we get to that, I just wanted to touch base again about some things we've got coming up. Um, September 11th, local country music fest here in Massachusetts over at Indian Ranch in beautiful Webster, Mass, right on Webster Lake. Um, Doors are going to open for that at 11 a.m. Showtime's going to be at noon. We're going to have a whole show dedicated to that next week um, in preparation for the September 11th date. Um, and then Urban Jam is coming up in October here at Loretta's Last Call in Boston, right by Fenway Park. Um, bunch of great local talent will be there for that. Um, so I'll be there covering that as well. Um, yeah, just a lot of cool things coming up. Um, thank you all so much for all the love on Instagram lately this week. We've really can kind of had a really good push. So I appreciate that. And I'm hoping with these interviews, we just get a bigger, bigger push. Um, so my guest today is, or my second guest today is George Dukas. Um, George is a country artist, um, originally from Texas. Um, we're going to hear all about his stuff here in a few minutes. Um, so sit back, relax, enjoy that episode, and we'll... See you on the flip side. Thanks, everyone. All right. Hi, George. Hey there, Jim. How are you? I'm great, man. How are you? I'm good. Thanks so much for uh, joining me here this afternoon. I appreciate you taking some time out of your, I'm sure, what's a busy, busy schedule to uh, to have a chat with me. Never too busy for some boots and whiskey. <laughs> oh, God, don't, we, don't I agree? <laughs> <laughs> how's, that, how's that for a little promo? You know, that's great. That's that's actually perfect. It's a great segue into to what we're going to be talking about. So, uh, so tell me, what what have you been up to? What's been going on in the George Dukas world? Well, first of all, you have, a, I guess, a, we have a mutual pal in Monty. We do. You know, it's it's funny. You know, I guess before we get into it, I, he uh, he sent me a message on Instagram probably about an hour ago. Um, Look at looking to you know be on the show and telling me his life story and I said well it seems like you know George and you know kind of gave me a brief rundown of that um, that relationship so you know I'm I'm looking forward to setting him up and talking to him as well. Yeah, absolutely, man. He's longstanding, just good guy. Bakersfield, you know, representing that whole Bakersfield West Coast California, you know, brand of country music that. On the national level, gets so underrepresented. Yeah, it but sure does. but yeah, um, gosh, what's going on in my world? I'm about to go go make a, a brand new album. Uh, about to go record in Los Angeles. Speaking of West Coast, and um, really, really looking forward to that. Working with producer, guitar player, extraordinaire Pete Anderson. And um, don't know what you know about Pete, but he's worked with everyone under the sun from. Well, not everyone, uh, just those he deems worthy. 
from, <laughs> you know, I mean, from Jackson Brown to Roy Orbison to wow. um, a lot of folks in the Americana world, Texas music world, a couple of guys, um, Jason Eady. But most, of course, most uh, known for his early uh, work with Dwight Yoakam. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, I'm really looking forward to that process. And, um, man, I just can't wait to get out there. And we got we had 14 new tunes that I wrote mostly during the pandemic, narrowed it down to about 11. And um, so we'll get in there and start tracking. Uh, I'm flying out there on September 1st. So That's awesome. So what, and, next, next week? Well, right. Yeah. Yeah. Next Wednesday. Week. Yeah, that's so awesome. So now during that, you know, I guess while we're, while we're talking about it now, this past year and a half, what have have you done anything other than get these songs together? Have you been able to play? Oh, yeah, Did you play? Did... yeah, yeah. We well, we didn't do anything 2020. There was zero dates, but um, yeah. did a lot of live streaming, which was really great for social social media. Yeah, um, I did a thing where kind of just. I mean, it was such a crazy year and just you know, stressful for the whole world. But, um, but you know, it was it was good in terms of it introduced a new sort of a new um, new paradigm to music, and and that's that would be live streaming, of course, because yeah, out of out of necessity. But uh, but yeah, so I I kind of turned mine. I wanted it to be free free to everybody, but I wanted to sort of reward those who sort of really did support me in some way shape or form um the live industry the touring industry was hit of course as hard as any other um uh, if not harder than every other because it was shut down entirely yeah Yeah, it was Um, it was virtually decimated there was yeah no question i mean that it was even more so than restaurants you can't take out live music you know you can take you can get it to go order a restaurant but anyway without comparing apples to oranges um it did introduce a, sort of a new format and that, that was live streaming. So what I did is I wanted to make it free to everybody, just sort of a community event and whether it be Instagram or Facebook, um, sort of the two preferred means there. Um, I kind of, kind of just said, Hey, I, I, I named it 25 and live. So every, any, every time I sold 25 items of, of any kind off my website, I would go live the following Friday. That was the deal. That was the promise. And, and, um, but anybody could join, but the ones who actually, you know, made some sort of purchase, even just a bumper sticker or whether it was a CD or a concert t-shirt or trucker hat or I do signed lyrics on my website, yeah. uh, But whatever it was, um, they got to sort of pick a song to add to the set list, you know, to the show. Oh, that's cool. And so um, they kind of created the set list in that way. And I would dedicate it to them on the live stream and and of course you can chat on a, on a lot of those you know facebook and instagram you can chat while you're on live stream so that's kind of cool too as a personal you know personal touch um and started to see you know some some familiar faces you know some some of the same accounts you know really coming on board over and over again and man we probably did about 20 of them during 2020 um so i would just go downstairs me and my acoustic guitar um one of them anyway and and hop on the phone and you know had it there on a tripod and yeah just kind of banged away for i don't know an hour sometimes two and well, that's uh, awesome yeah i mean everybody was really just kind of a great way to sort of stay in touch with the world a little yeah. bit and have some 
back and forth in communication when you, you know, when no one could. And because, um, I mean, there were several months there, of course, when we were really all just really locked down, you know? Yeah. Yeah. You, everybody needed something, you know? And I, I yeah. think, you know, to, to kind of piggyback on that and the way the world was, I really feel like, you know, the, the bands or the artists that didn't do something like that, you know, I think the long term, maybe even not necessarily long, long term, but, you know, they're, I think they're going to see a hit in their, you know, yeah. viewership or their demand because, you know, they're, you know, music and the industry is so fluid and so quick that, fickle. you know. Yeah, it's fickle for sure. No doubt. You know, because I, you know, as much as I love country music and everything with it, you know, I follow all kinds of music. and Sure. Um, you know, yes. some of the bands from when I was in college that I was following around quite a bit, you know, they didn't do much. And, you know, honestly, it made me forget who they were because <laughs> they were out of sight, out of mind. Yeah, no, it happens. It's, um, you know, it certainly happened to me, too. I mean, I had, um, you know, a period there when I was, you know, really just really still pretty green but i got signed to Capitol records put two albums out toured everywhere literally everywhere across the country for you know good solid five years six years um even played um places like i mean playing huge soccer stadiums in brazil or switzerland or you know not a soccer stadium in switzerland but you know right (laughs) played everywhere france um that's awesome england ireland um the UK. I don't know if I said that already, but anyway, and then I sort of, after that sort of the major label career ended, um, as it, as it was, um, I sort of just, I sort of slid into songwriting as a, uh, it was just sort of an easy, um, it was just an easy fallback, really not a fallback because yeah. it's a career too, but, um, it was sort of a natural, easy thing to do. People kept calling to ask me to write songs and you know, I had a publishing deal and just kind of fell into that without. And I thought, too, that, you know, hey, Nashville will come calling. They're going to realize that Capitol Records messed up and you know, they're going to they're, somebody else is going to hit me up to go make a record. Well, right. that doesn't just happen. Like the, right. music, the music industry, like, like just like you mentioned, the fickleness of it all. You know, you have to really have a plan and sh- chase it down. And I just wasn't really willing to at that point scrape my knees up and down Music Row, um, you know begging for a deal i just didn't i didn't feel like it was necessary and um and fortunately you know the songwriting career was has been good to me like i had a bunch of a lot of songs recorded by other artists and, yeah well you know, i wanted to you know i'm glad you're bringing that up because that was one of the things i wanted to touch upon and you know how how that works and you know some of even some of the songs that you've done for you know those quote-unquote major major artists yeah no i mean certainly they are and and, and um I mean, you know, there, there's major artists that are always going to be major artists and there's major artists that are major artists for a minute. And then, you know, because, again, the fickleness. But um, but yeah, I mean, I have Garth has recorded one of my songs. He made a duet with George Jones, a song called Beer Run. Um, George Jones put it on his album, too, which I'm even more proud of. Yeah. Um, and, uh, you know, just to have George Jones's voice on. Uh, on a song that you created is is pretty special yeah that's Um, yeah that's yeah (laughs) that's like you know some people dream of that you know and yeah sure for sure and no a lot of a lot of writers dream of it a lot of people that want to be writers dream of it and no one's going to ever be able to say that they just had a song you know recorded by george jones again because of course he's not with us anymore but 
Right. Um, but and Garth too, you know. I mean, I, he was I actually was on. Um, you know, we were on the same label um, back in the mid '90s, late '90s when I was working with Capitol Records, and I mean, every artist there, you know, certainly not only knew who Garth was, but you know, had to sort of take a back seat to whatever was going on with his, you know, his his thing, because man, at the time, I mean, he was the Beatles, you know. Yeah, I might as well have been, you know. Right. Right. You know, I, you know, I think about it cause I'm a, I'm a big Garth guy, right. My, my wife and I's first, you know, quote unquote real date was to see Garth here in, in Worcester. And so, oh, wow. you know, and, and I'd always That's wanted awesome. to see Garth, but like, I never was, you know, I was never really a big country music fan up until, up until the last five or six years. So to like buy a ticket to go to a country show wasn't on the top of the list. Sure. So the fact that he was, you know, our first date and we were supposed to see him in Gillette here in a couple of weeks, but that's been all canceled. You know, it's yeah, his career to me is just like, you know, as a kid growing up in the 90s, he like you said, he was the Beatles. Yeah, yeah, no doubt he was. I mean, I mean, he and I guess to to an extent, he kind of, you know, when he came back, he kind of still is, you know, to to a. Yeah, I mean, shoot, he's still selling out what stadiums and for three nights in a row or whatever, right? Um, so, and there's not that many people doing that, but uh, <laughs> yeah, I don't know if he was the Beatles or if he was Kiss, you know, but right, maybe somewhere more somewhere in between, Kiss. maybe more towards Kiss. But anyway, <laughs> yeah, uh, yeah, you know, and I was a Kiss fan growing up, along right along with Willie Nelson. So yeah, I mean, I'm like you, I listen to all genres, but um, but. But yeah, so I did. I did that. Garth, you know, George Jones, Sarah Evans had a three-week number one hit with her uh, that I wrote for her. Um, the Eli Young Band, um, their very first top ten hit was a song that I wrote. And, oh wow! Um, Randy Rogers Band, which is more of a Texas band, but they have a, a pretty national scope, and they're uh, definitely sort of the sort of the standard setter in, in, as far as Texas music goes right now. They're definitely one of the uh, on the top of the heap but uh but yeah others as well gary allen trisha yearwood um lots of folks have recorded my material which you know i'm really really grateful for but in the end i just missed making records yeah and i missed touring i mean it's not like during that period it's not like i quit touring altogether but i didn't really play shows unless one just fell on my lap you know nope. if an offer fell on my lap to go play a festival somewhere i'd certainly go do it but i didn't have a new product you know, I didn't have anything to go out there and promote per se. Um, right. And, and that in the end, I kind of, I realized that a lot of that stuff and getting out there and playing a lot of these songs live with the band up and down the highway every night, that's really what drives my songwriting. And um, so after a while of not touring, man, I just kind of lost the kick in the pants a little yeah. bit as far as the songwriting goes. Like I lost some of that, that edge, that creativity. And um, that's really what sort of, set me back on a path as as you know a current recording artist again to get out there even though it's independent you know independent label this time but um so which means for those who don't know you know you're not going to hear a lot of independent artists on uh major market you know yeah i, I heart radio stations or right. you know right. your, your cumulus radio stations your big big stations in the major markets because, yeah because they're all they're all in bed with the major labels right you um, know it's even you know not to interrupt you but yeah yeah you know, i try to you know with what i'm doing you know i try to reach out to everybody around here because you know up here in massachusetts the boston area like 
country music is a weird thing where really in the last 10, 15 years, it is, it, it is ballooned. It is, you know, it's, it's what everybody wants. Right. Um, which is weird because of the part of the country we are. And, you know, we don't have that lifestyle. <laughs> you know, we really don't. It's, it's hurry up and wait up here. And, you know, a lot of country music isn't, isn't that it's, you know, it's, it's chill. It's, you know, yeah. sit out by the lake and drink a beer. And like, we just don't have that lifestyle. Yeah. Um, yeah. And, but we have a huge, huge, huge um, local country artist um, repertoire. And even some of the stuff I've been trying to push on Instagram and the socials and on this podcast, like I reach out to certain people in the, you know, in Boston and Providence. And they're like, we just can't play it. Like, it's good. We just can't play it. And it's yeah. like, that's, it's, you know, excuse my language, but it's kind of fucked up. <laughs> yeah. And, and, oh, you're talking about like a major, sort of a major station. That, yeah. Uh, yeah. Yeah, I know. I mean, they just, they just can't, they don't even have the power to, because all their, all their decisions, all their playlist, music playlisting decisions are made from some other um, centralized location. Right. Some right. headquarters, headquarters of a, of a corporation. Right. Um, and you're hearing the same, that one song once an hour or sometimes oh, yeah, even yeah. twice an hour. Yeah. Cause they're only playing like 12, 15 songs. Right. Um, and, and, and that those decisions aren't even being made locally. Like they're being made maybe halfway across the country by somebody in Pittsburgh or right. Somebody, right. Somebody, somebody in California, you yeah. know, quite I, honestly, I mean, for, 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 I'm not even exaggerating. Like, you know, we do have a, you know, uh, I was, I was telling somebody else I was talking to, you know, from where I live, I am smack dab in between Providence and Worcester, Massachusetts. And so I, I can get most of the major market um, stations out here. And, you know, Providence has one um, country music station and they, but I got to give them a lot of credit. They actually play a pretty good selection of even, you know, early two thousands, late nineties, you know, a, a whole repertoire not just the same songs over and over again so i i I gotta give them at least that credit because that's kind of nice but yeah no for sure um yeah i mean i love i love i think it's cool for stations to sort of mix it all in mix it all together i personally don't even really listen to radio anymore but no i don't either um, you know that's just me i mean and i think that that that's that's a growing percentage of the population which it's kind of a kind of sad, but maybe it's a good thing. I don't know, but yeah, um, yeah. So I don't know. I, I I I actually don't really listen to a whole lot of music during my down. I mean, when 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 it's what you do for a living, like sure, it's kind of nice to rest your ears or just lean on other media sources for a little. Yeah, bit. absolutely. You know, it's kind of, it's you know, I worked in a restaurant for sixteen years, and when I wasn't on the clock, I didn't want to go out to eat. Like yeah. that was the last thing right. I wanted to do. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Like. I would think a maid would have a really messy house. <laughs> right. yeah, right. You know, <laughs> um, I want to, if you don't mind, I want to backtrack a second about your sure. um, songwriting to, you know, headlining, performing, being out on the road. Um, and you kind of touched upon it a little bit. Is it hard to do that? Is it hard being, you know, a, you know, a major songwriter in, I don't want to say just as it sounds maybe sounds negative but like just being that and you know Mm -hmm. writing all these hits for these people and not you know you're hearing your songs through somebody else's 
voice rather than your own? Is that hard? Um, or ultim- ultimately, I mean, um, it's kind of a mixed feeling a little bit because right. really ultimately it is a compliment. It's, it's, a, it's a huge um, achievement, but it's also a compliment. Um, hopefully, you know, a compliment from another artist who's, direction musically you you respect you know right um so and 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 certainly in almost every case i've respected the artists that have recorded my my songs and um you know i'm not saying i would run down to the store and buy the record if anybody ever (laughs) actually did that anymore but i'm just saying right you know i think they put out quality music and um so i I, you know i sorry yeah well just to finish that up i mean but yeah there's always a side of me and that's the that's the the artist side of me. That's just how I. That's just my DNA. Is like, yeah. man, you know. I really wish it was me out there doing that. But and so I, that's what really made me when I started to feel that a little bit. I was still very flattered and honored, you know. But um, when I started to sort of, it made me miss it. Um, that's what really drove me to getting back in the studio and starting to make records again, which was probably about. I don't know, eight or 10 years ago when um, I kind of just for my first foray back into touring again and, you know, kind of consciously going at it and actually going and recording an EP, which then became a full length record that was released in 2014. And and now last year, last year, I put out a record just a month before the pandemic hit. Great timing. But, yeah. you know, that was that's called Yellow Rose Motel. And it's the album that's currently out. Yeah. And it's a great album. Like when you sent it to me the other day, I, um, I was sitting at work and I stopped and listened to it and I probably should have been working, but whatever. Uh, we won't um, tell. We won't tell. Yeah. <laughs> and, um, like I, it kind of, like I told you then, like it was like, in th- it was like a throwback to me to like those, you know, hearing that kind of, yeah, that sound from when I was a kid and, you know, I, nothing against bit. you, but hating that sound but being an adult loving that sound, you know yeah, what I mean? Like of, a little bit more of the traditional side. Yeah. Thing. Yeah. And you know, it's funny. I don't really think of myself as a purely traditional um, country singer, but certainly my song songs and my songwriting sensibilities were, were formed in, you know, growing up as a kid and in the eighties and, and hearing a lot of the stuff in the eighties and nineties you know, and then becoming an artist myself in the mid nineties. I mean, that sort of, it's not a formula, but there were certain, you know, there were certain sort of guidelines to learn back then in terms of how to, how to go about crafting those songs. And some of those rules, you know, as soon as you knew them, you could break them a little bit and that's what made songs interesting. But now it's like, you know, more and more country music and the genre is, you know, you know, either following pop or trying to meld with pop. And so, you know, it's kind of like those old rules don't necessarily apply as much anymore. Yeah. Uh, For better or worse, whatever. They just don't like, um, you know, no question about it. I mean, I could, I could point to details about songwriting that, that would, that would, that would bear that out, but without getting into that too much. um, Yeah. That's definitely the school that I was raised on, you know, Um, you know, the kind of, the Clint Blacks, the Garth Brookses before I was eventually signed at the same label that he's on, he was on, um, you know, even earlier than that, the, the, the Steve Earls of the world, uh, um, you know, the, the, even, you know, going back to, we mentioned, 
um, Dwight Yoakam. So, you know, all of that stuff um, influenced me as a songwriter, for sure. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. And so I'm glad you heard. I'm glad you heard some of that showing up. Yeah, absolutely. You know, I, I record. You know, I, so on on the show, I'm able to it, because it's through uh, Spotify more or less. I have kind of like full reign of whatever is on their library, right? Yeah, sure. Um, to use for the show, which is which is super helpful. <laughs> it you know it really is, and um, so you know. It, talking about your music you know it was funny last night my wife and i are, are sitting on the couch and the kids are all in bed and she's like so are you excited for your uh interview tomorrow and i was like yeah like i wasn't you know <laughs> nothing against you i just i wasn't thinking about it it was just something i was gonna do and yeah. she says to me she goes have you done any research and i was like well what what do you what do you want me to do like i go i'm just i'm just having a conversation with you know <laughs> with yeah. this with this well, artist like you yeah, know, no, I mean, but that's a valid question. I think research is good to do because sometimes it's like, sometimes the question gives the gives it away that the interviewer absolutely, you know, actually knows absolutely nothing about right. the career. But, so, well, so, so like, you know, so. and and I had said to her, I was like, well, I look, you know, I looked up his stuff and what he's done and all yeah. this, all, this no, and that's thing, and, and that's so, all it is. And that's all it is, really. right? And then I was starting to play some of the music on YouTube on our TV, and she was like wow these are really good songs and i was like yeah like i'm not just gonna have some you know shitty artist on. <laughs> like i'm like I'm, you know I, I want people to listen to this <laughs> yeah um yeah, but yeah no. so you know so like you know there was um there's a couple of songs off of the off of the album that i really liked that i wanted to yeah let's um, talk about that uh yeah um eastwood i think is fantastic oh thanks man. like that's Thank such you. a cool song like it's you know it, <laughs> when I first saw the title and I was like, Oh, I can tell you what this is going to be about. And then like it came on and I was like, Oh shit, I was wrong. Yeah, what did you think it was going to be about? That's I not... thought it was going to be like about, I'm you know, raising. Right. right. Toten, yeah. Like yeah. I'm going to, I'm going to ride out into the sunset and kill me some Indians, you know, <laughs> but, <laughs> you know, but then it's like, Oh shit. Like I that would, that would that would not that would not have been very PC. No, not any well, not anymore. <laughs> but um, but yeah, I was like very pleasantly surprised, and I was like, "Wow, this is this is like it was one of those you know when you hear songs for the first time and then you like a cool angle, right? You yeah. you, you listen, but you like half ass listen, and then you go yeah. back and like really listen, and you're like, "Wow, I missed a whole lot of things in there," but I'm glad I went back to. Yeah, no, well, that's listen. cool, man. That's actually the song that uh, I'm glad you like it, first of all. But I'm, it's actually the song we kind of let off um, f- featuring. I mean, oh. I don't want to say single because yeah. we didn't have any real singles. Because as we know, per our discussion about major market radio stations, they, they don't touch stuff unless they're getting kickbacks from um, from ma- the major labels. Right. It's... They're, not, they're not getting a dime from me. So, um, <laughs> so that's off the table. But, you know, we did put a video together. We did feature it on, on a lot of playlisting um, pitches uh, to Spotify and, and Apple Music yeah. cur- curators. And we put out a video that wound up going number one on CMT for three weeks. So, yeah, I thought the music cool. video was great. It was like perfect. It was, it was yeah, it's perfect. Nothing, it's nothing, you know, it's not rocket surgery. 
but uh <laughs> but you know it's it's it was a good solid but you know what it doesn't need to be i mean you no, look at all video. these artists you know and nowadays that's that's what their videos are it's them recording that song in the studio yeah for sure you know and it's it, and it works and people love it you know? yeah they like to see that so it was sort of the lead-off effort for the album release and um and and it's done it's done really well it did a great you know did a good job sort of announcing that hey we have a new record and uh you know, it's called Yellow Rose Motel. Y'all check it out. Here's a here's one of the songs. So it really did a great job in that in that regard. Um, and since then, we've you know put put out. I think we've shot three videos off the album. Yeah. Um, don't yeah, leave I, Don't leave yeah, her lonely. That was the next song I was gonna I was gonna mention. That that's my that's my second favorite. I think on the album. Very cool. You know, it's a lot of people's first favorite. And it's like, oh, really? And then you know, it's like one and two. And then oddly, country badass is like a real favorite of a lot. Yeah, of that that that's a great. That you know, it's. I think I, those three, and then I'd have to say the next up would not, maybe old timers really hits a lot of people, and uh, it was a number one on the Texas charts this just a few months ago, um, and maybe because of the pandemic, um, you know, there's sort of the topic, the topical. It was it was timing. The timing was right topically yeah. or whatever, but. Um, yeah, no. those and then I'm all in is an up tempo. Yeah, so that's probably the, the the what those are the songs I hear most. You know. Yeah, you know I I have a real tough time sometimes with sitting down and listening to an album start to finish and going all right hurry up next song. Yeah, and um you know this one was one that like just for me it just really flowed nicely like it Good, wasn't. Man. I'm really that 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 really means a lot because yeah that's the way I try to create an album like i i know no one listens to albums as a front to as start to finish that's anymore. not true i do every time <laughs> you might but you're you know you're I'm, you're I'm a, doing it for other reasons i'm not yeah, yeah and you're a real music lover so i mean yeah. a lot of people you know they love music but they don't love love music like i mean when i would used to you know back in the day go buy a cd I made sure I didn't stop that thing until I listened to every bit of it, like first second to last second. Like, right. And I just felt like I had to, you know, and because um, if you don't, you miss a lot of, you know, you typically miss the better songs. It's like starting a movie, but right. you don't finish the movie. Like right. you got to you finish, you started it. You got to finish right. it in one sitting, like uninterrupted, you know, like that's the way I would do it. But uh but and you're obviously the same way, but a lot of people are not. So they don't buy they don't they don't care about listening to an album start to finish. They just kinda wanna get a playlist or hear, you know, one their one or two favorites off that record and, and kind of move on to their one or two favorites off some other record. And and that's fine too. But when I make a record, I want it to be good enough to be listened listened to from start to finish. So to hear you say that means a lot. And I appreciate yeah. that. Oh, absolutely. Now I you know, I know we've talked about time and timing and all that. I don't want to take all of your time all day long. No, uh, it's great talk. But I do have a couple of questions I did want to sprinkle in um, while we're talking here. Um, so I re- <laughs> I think I share the exact sentiment you do about um, the industry as a whole. Um, I don't want to speak for you. I don't want to speak out of turn. So if I am, please um, just correct whatever I'm saying. But <laughs> okay. <laughs> um, what would you say is the the biggest obstacle, I guess, in country music right now as a whole? Um, obstacle to just you know from 
you know, and I guess this is part two of my question, you know, yeah. we, we have a lot of sound in this genre, whether it's the Nashville sound, whether it's the Texas sound, whether it's the Bakersfield sound. And in my opinion, not that it means a whole lot, but in my opinion, a lot of those sounds and a lot of those bands, especially a lot of the quote unquote Texas country um, bands that are playing that circuit on a regular basis are really much better than a lot of the stuff that's played on the radio. Yeah. Um, um, so I guess your my question to you is, is how how does the industry as a whole fix that to get some of those better, bigger artists that are selling out arenas in their certain areas to be on that platform, that mainstream? You know, the you know, yeah. one of my favorites is Whiskey Myers, right? And nobody oh, yeah. knows who Whiskey Very Myers cool. is. Yeah. Uh, I mean, I do, but I know. What right, you mean. right, right. You do exactly. Yeah, that's really that's really cool. I didn't, I didn't know you were sort of that tapped into the Texas uh, Texas music scene. Oh yeah, especially well, you because know, you're, you're way up there, up on the east right. coast. Well, they the last time Whiskey Myers was here was a couple of years ago, and they played in one of our smaller rooms in the city. What and from it? what I from what I gather, there wasn't a ton of people. You know, so it's like. Yeah. But like you see them on Instagram and social media and they're playing Oklahoma, Texas, the Midwest, and it's sold out to huge places. Yeah. Yeah. No, I mean, sure. I mean, that's that's it's uh, still fairly, you know, pretty regional. I mean, country music even as a whole is kind of regional. I mean, unless you're sort of, I guess, at the top of the top of the the major, major. Uh, right nashville food chain you know right but, now, um, do you think i'm sorry not to i'm just when you said that do you think that's part of the problem is that i don't even want to say problem but that because nashville is the you know quote-unquote new york or la for this industry yeah i think that is definitely a part of it because the machinery is here so right uh so yeah i mean un- unless uh whether it's Whiskey Myers or myself or Randy Rogers band who we talked about. That, yeah. And they're great too. They're like absolutely fantastic. Yeah. So, I mean, you know, not to go back to the song or anything, but they recorded my song, um, a song of mine called kiss me in the dark, which is still there. I mean, they're, they, Randy still texts me or calls me and says, man, we still, I just want you to know, dude, we still close our show with your song. Like that's awesome. And that's like over a decade, over 15 years old, probably. And, uh, and and I've played many shows w- with those guys where I've shared the stage and you know, um, it's it's a it's a brotherhood down there or yeah. you know a fraternity or whatever if you will. But um, and I do want to move back to Texas uh, when I can figure out the right timing on that. But I'm still stuck in Nashville for now. But um, but that you're getting at the crux of the issue because the the industry is in Nashville, at least in terms of the major labels, um, and they are the access to major market radio yeah, and uh, radio is not the only way to skin the cat anymore, but it's still a significant player, right? A very significant player. So you can't, you can't discount that. Like, I mean, you know, it's, 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 it is that it is still very, very relevant. Yeah. You know, it, it really, it really blows my mind that Nashville doesn't, publicly i guess maybe recognize the talent that is in texas and in that area and put you know uh 
uh, music yeah. rose style area like that there. Like it's funny, but the Grand Ole Opry is more likely to recognize a TikTok star than they are a, a right Texas, a Texas music real touring artist. Right, it's crazy. You know, you even think about like guys like Cody Johnson, who you know could could come up here to Boston, sell out. You know, one of our medium sized venues doesn't get played on the radio. Well, he will if he hasn't been. I mean, I'm surprised if you say that actually because he's now part of the Nashville machine. I mean, yeah, you know, every, every guy down in Texas is gonna if they if they have their choice. Ultimately, um, they may flip the bird at Nashville, but if they have their choice at a shot at a major label deal, they're gonna they're gonna run the flag up the pole. They're right, gonna, right. They're gonna give it a shot, and and most of them, whether it's Pat Green or. Randy Rogers or Wade Bowen, or I mean, I could go down the list. Yeah. Uh, those guys, you know, maybe had a blink of an eye moment where they signed a deal, but it didn't work or they put the record out and it didn't translate and they right. maybe alienated their fan base for, for a couple of years back home in Texas and Oklahoma and they had to come back and sort of rebuild it. But all, all of those guys down there talking tough would take a major label deal if they had oh, yeah. right i and mean so and it's because it's worth the shot you know right and then, and then you realize it's not for it's maybe not for everybody you know like you got to make too many compromises creatively or you just can't stand the garbage that comes along with it um because i mean there's there's bad parts to every job um right. and there's a lot of politics that have to be played and you know maybe you just decide as i do but you don't want to. You don't want that to be a part of your career and your music anymore. So, you know, I mean, I had my major label, you know, time period where I was playing those festivals you're talking about up there on the East Coast and everywhere else, um, and and I'm grateful for that. Uh, but you know, these days I'm kind of just man. I just want to do it my way, like yeah. which is fine with Nashville, by the way, because they probably don't care what I do anymore. Right. You know? right. And then and that's okay with me. <laughs> Perfectly yeah. okay with me. But, but somebody like me, Nashville, you're, you're great. I love you. I'm starting out. <laughs> yeah, that's right. Right. Yeah. I mean, they're and, really... and I'm not trying to talk shit about Nashville or Texas or Bakersfield or, you know, and who's yeah. better than who it's just, it's, it's just, you know, for a fan, somebody who loves the music and loves the bands and yeah. what, you know, I would love to see Whiskey Myers or, you know, the Turnpike Troubadours once a year come up yeah. here, but they don't. And, or me. Hopefully. Or you. Right. Yeah. Right. I mean, I mean, yeah, no, they don't. Uh, they would. They would if they could make an next. It's interesting. Interesting that you say Whiskey Myers was up there a couple of years ago and they played a smaller venue. What was the venue? Um, I believe they were at the either the Brighton Music Hall or the Paradise Rock Club. One of the two. Like yeah. big name venues, but smaller venues. You know what I mean? Yeah, smaller, big name listening rooms, but right. but but it wasn't well attended. And yeah, no, know, it, I mean it wasn't it wasn't attended like you know massive, you couldn't have played the House of Blues and sold half of it. Right, right, and that's the risk of you know of heading up to the East Coast when you're an indie artist. You know, you just don't you don't know, and you don't really have you know you don't have a major corporation making the push um, right. with marketing dollars and radio dollars. So, I mean, we're talking we're we're talking about stuff now that's like way inside the the industry that most fans don't care about probably yeah yeah, yeah. Maybe, here i here i am being a nerd about it well but yeah but maybe if they're listening to this music podcast maybe they do care um but you know it's something that consumes our decisions in the industry you know every day um so you know it, and that's the trade-off too by being an independent artist is 
yeah i mean yeah you got the you have a lot you have all the creative freedom in the world to go hang yourself but um but you don't have the deep pockets of the corporation at your at your beck and call anymore either so you know it changes the game in terms of what you can do your maneuverability creatively is is i mean you could stop and turn on a dime and do whatever you want record whatever songs you want make it sound however you want to make it sound say whatever you want but your you know your maneuverability as far as budgets go is obviously much more limited yeah yeah absolutely um yeah and i those that that was like a two-parter um with the sound and why it <laughs> why it's not why aren't all sounds all over the place i mean i i wish it were different i'm not sure that it's ever gonna be i mean i don't know um I don't think radio, you know, the mistake that the music business has made, and this is the last thing I'll really say about this. I think we've kind of, kind of skinned it up and down, but like, yeah, we've, we've beaten the horse. <laughs> yeah. But like the radio, the, the biggest, one of the biggest mistakes other than burying its head in the sand when it came to new technology and, 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 you know, not welcoming the digital age with open arms. Um, instead they tried to, battle it in the courtrooms and, and crush you know crush the early the early streaming platforms yeah. and they, they lost that battle yeah um, why did they fight it because they were scared they were going to lose their cd sales at 20 bucks a pop where right. their, their margins are like i don't know what uh percent or something i mean i don't right. know what their margins right. are like right. on a piece of plastic charging 20 dollars for a piece of plastic but anyway so that's why they wanted to keep that old model well, they, they lost that battle. So that was a, that was a dumb, dumb move. Number one. Number two, with, with the mistake that radio is in the same business as we are, that is, could not be further from the truth. Radio is an advertising business. They're not in the music business. Yeah, in, no. the, end, in the end, they don't give a squat what right. the, the music is. It's just it's just filler to get to the next big ad client to play. Yeah. That, you know, so. Um, so, you know. <laughs> Excuse me. Oh, bless um, you. And that, that being said, there's a lot of great people at radio that, you know, a lot of that, a lot of whom I know, um, especially the smaller market stations like down in Texas. Um, I'm friends with a lot of them. I mean, their, their numbers are in my phone and, you know, we text on a regular basis. Um, they also support my music. So, you know, I'm, I'm appreciative of that. But as an industry, radio is not in the music business. They're in the advertising business. Yeah. And, and anyone in radio would, you know, that was being truthful would accept that fact right now do you do you find that but yet music still you know, the music industry still uh chases radio right as if, as if radio has its best interests at heart right and that's just not the case so we can't look to radio to be the ones to play whiskey myers or george dukas right. um, if they're not getting you know some kickback to do so yeah, absolutely. So do you find it for, you know, for you personally that um, it's harder to, I don't know, more or less get your your music out there or are you happy with the way it is because of the fan base you have, because of how long your career has been going on now that, you know, you have an established name, you have an established track record in that, you know, it you know, you putting out independent records is a, is a lot easier than if you were, you know, if it was 20, 25 years ago. Oh, for sure. It's, it's definitely easier. 
but there's a lot more people doing it too. So it's crowded right. out there. Um, no, I mean, I'm, 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 I'm satisfied with it and, and I can't, I really have nothing to complain about because it's been a, a really great career and a long one. Um, on the flip side of the coin, I still feel like a kid and have a lot, a lot of stuff I'm excited about musically that I want to say. And, you know, I love get still getting out there on the highway and, and playing these songs. And, um, I'm always looking for better and bigger ways to do that still, you know? Yeah. Uh, oh, absolutely. Even realizing that, well, I don't have the machine, you know, behind me where I'm going to be going to every, you know, every CMA award show and have my face on, on the television and, you know, nonstop and everything like that. I, I mean, I might go to the CMAs, but you know, it's going to be because I have some real reason to go. Um, other than that, there's no real reason. If there's not a real reason to go, I'm just not going to go. I've been to it. I've been to it enough already. Like, um, but I'm, but I, I still try to, you know, I still try to always improve somehow the, the marketing and distribution of, of my music, even on an independent level. Yeah. Um, you'd sort of just have to work smarter, um, and, and, and look for creative new ways to, to be heard. And, um, you know, that are independent of completely independent of, uh, of national radio. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I think that's, I think that's the cool thing about, you know, the independent scene and what I'm, what I'm trying to do here and, you know, help, yeah, absolutely. Podcast, help and push. And podcasts are a very, a very, uh, relevant piece of that equation. Yeah. You know, I mean, we're not a huge podcast by any, any stretch, you know, but, you know, I think, you know, it's, it's one of those things where, you know, I, but you're but you're always working towards that right and you know you you might get there right and that's that's the hope right where you know i every show every interview i do you know is isn't going to be the same and i don't want it to be right um because everybody is so different and you know i love this kind of conversation this back and forth this you know you know like this this conversation we're having is not what i expected it to be which is <laughs> awesome you know it's great i took it completely into another direction well, right no yeah, and that's I mean, great a- ask I, that's, away on a couple other questions that you might want to cover that we haven't um, talked about you know you know but uh, you know just going back to it my you know my my goal is to you know if if this turns into a huge thing cool if it doesn't well whatever i'm you know <laughs> It's, yeah, you're still, you're still having fun with it because you love, again, getting back to the passion for that you have clearly for music, you know, right, which which is what you have to have, whether it's whether you're on whether someone is on your side of the microphone or my side. If you don't have that passion for what it is you do in anything in life, I mean, odds are you're not probably not going to stick to it, you know, right. um, not not with not with that all in. Yeah, sort of um, fervor and and attitude that it takes to really to really be good at it so um i i did have a question in mind for you um so i see that you uh what last year re-released lipstick promises yes what made you do that well i mean number one um the album had been out maybe 10 months or so uh, we were sort of still in the throes of the pandemic and uh, it was kind of coming up on, on the, you know, the 20th anniversary or something of that song being a, a top 10 hit and then yeah. one CMT video. And I thought, man, it'd be cool to commemorate that, you know, and I'd seen other artists do it. Yeah. Um, 
that, you know, I think some of them did it as a, maybe a bit of a um, opportunity to gain some more share of their income from streams. Like if they, if they recorded a previous hit and, but they owned the recording as opposed to Capitol records, still owning the original recording of lipstick promises. Um, Even though I wrote the song, they own the, they own the recording, the master. So, Right, they they get a, a larger percentage of the of the streaming share or whatever. Um, so I went and re-recorded it. Really, as first as a, a sort of to commemorate the anniversary of of the song being a top ten hit, and being a number one video, and and then also to sort of update it a little bit and show listeners, hey man, this is remember this song. And then <laughs> if you don't, even if you don't remember it, here's kind of how we do this song live, and and it's with a little more energy behind it. Um, and and you know it's a little bit more uh, up tempo than yeah. the original version, and that's kind of it's more representative of of the live version of of the song that that you know of course I still play it at every show, but like it's this is kind of more of a um, just a, a a better sampling of what of the way we approach it now. It's a little bit more aggressively played, and um, you know, but again, getting back to the commemorative angle, really that was the the chief reason was just to go, you know. Hey, it's been a long year. Does it happen to be, uh, you know, an anniversary of this song? I'm going to put it out there in between albums, and um, and hopefully that'll sort of keep people's, you know, interest, and uh, and then you know sort of set us up for 2021. We yeah. when we can hopefully open the world up again and and play some shows, which is what happened. I mean, I've actually been pretty fairly busy. Yeah. Um, in 2021 with touring, um, and that's been really really great to do that no absolutely it's It's, been a little bit of a mixed bag like you know with the waning of the pandemic and then it ramps back ramps back up and you know you sort of see that in market to market like right now we're in a pretty bad period so you know like i've just noticed the last month playing shows whether it's in texas or whether it's in uh, iowa or i mean we've hit a number of places i got a couple shows coming up right after i go record in los angeles i have to go straight to uh, Illinois and Wisconsin and play a couple shows. And I don't know what that's going to look like, you know, cause you know, things are just kind of up and down in terms of the effect that, that the coronavirus is having on, on, you know, on all of us. Yeah. So, so, but it's, but it's definitely been a busy year touring wise, um, trying to do so, you know, trying to do it responsibly. Um, but it's been great to be, you know, back out there playing live music again. Yeah, absolutely. Hey, you know, and, for me, you know, I've been to a couple of shows now once since everything's been really opened up here and able to do things. And it's, you know, it's, you, you know, you, as a, as a fan being out with everybody else, like you, you kind of forgot what that felt like for a minute. And, yeah. Oh, you yeah. know, it was like, Oh, this is uh, now I remember. And it's like, you almost appreciate those live shows a hell of a lot more now than, you know, you did 18 months ago. Yeah. No, no doubt. Absolutely. I mean, you know what? I mean, we kind of forgot what it felt like too. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> from, yeah, I'm sure. Up on our side of the stage. Um, you know, so it, it was I mean, we knew we loved it, but it had been a lo- it had been a while since we had done it. So Yeah. I mean, it was probably even better than what we remembered it just cuz, you know, absence makes the heart grow fonder. So to get up get back yeah, there yeah. and feel that energy, um, it's it's pretty fantastic. Yeah. So do you have a, do you have a version of lipstick promises that you prefer? I'm, it's okay. If you don't want to answer, I, I'm just curious. Um, 
man, I, it's hard to say. I mean, I really love them both. Um, I mean, yeah, I just, for different reasons, I love both of them. You know, yeah, I, I that's love fair. The, I love the, the, um, the innocence of the first version from my very first album. I mean, that was really my first, you know, real experience in the studio. Um, until then I was just writing these songs and playing live by myself, me and a guitar, um, down a little area in a little area called the rock block in Nashville. Um, just, just West of downtown, mm-hmm. um, at a little dive bar pool hall across the street from a, a more famous place, the exit Inn, And, um, but that place itself where I was playing every Friday and Saturday night was just me and a guitar and they sold beer by the quart in glass bottles. And damn, uh, yeah, man, it was, it was old school. And that sounds awesome. <laughs> like, like smoke. I mean, you could smoke and the, you know, it was just like, it was like Cheech and Chong or whatever. Like, yeah, cheaper, you know, it was just a thick smoke and loud music. And yeah. um, that's eventually where I got signed to a record deal. So, but I didn't have much recording, you know, studio experience. And so, the original version of Lipstick Promises, I appreciate it from from that angle, like the the bare freshness of it all, and uh, you know um, the time period in my life when we recorded that album and the success that it had. And uh, the new version, I I appreciate just uh, from a whole other side of it, you know, just to, com- to commemorate something that was very significant um, in my career and 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 the energy behind it, you know, and it's. You know, of course, I'm, I'm a sort of more of a veteran now in, in the in the studio, but um, but you still get excited about what you do, and it's you know something that's recent that I've done, and so you always love kind of what you what you did last. Hopefully, you love it, and so yeah. I guess that's I love that song, Absolutely. that version, that version, uh, the commemorative edition of Lips to Promises. I, I like it from that from that angle. So, what do you uh, like more? I'll put you on the spot. Which oh. which do you like better? Say again. I'm sorry. I'm putting you on the spot. I'm asking you the same question. Which which version do you like better? Um. So, all right. You can and you can say the old one. It's still me. It doesn't matter. <laughs> I like the new version better. Okay. There you go. And only only because I like I like just what you you know you made it a little more modern. Right. Right. You know because like like I've mentioned like that the old not that it's old because it's not but you know that '90s country sound is very distinct. Yeah. Um, you know, depending on who it is, not yeah. my favorite, you know, but depending on who it is, is my favorite. Yeah. Um, no, I hear you. You know, I really like both versions, but I like the newer in-depth sound and approach to, to the re to the reboot. Yeah. No, good, man. I'm glad to hear you say that. I mean, I, I was really proud. I mean, it was weird to go in and do that because it's not something I've done before to redo something you've already done is, you know, you don't want to you don't want to make it sound exactly the same because what's, right. what's the point of doing that? So you want to find a fresh take and a fresh angle. And, and that's a, that's a real interesting, you know, um, endeavor. Like that's a, that's a, that's a challenge, you know? So yeah. I was about in the end, I was really, I'm glad to hear you say that number one, but I, I was, I was, I was pleased that I was pleased with the final result, you know, cause you it know. wasn't, cause it wasn't the same and it wasn't, necessarily so different that people were like what the hell right you know but it was just it found its own space and I yeah, it's, really- it's it's perfect it's gonna it's got a great blend of 
the original and the new. So thank and that, you, man. And that, that's so hard. Much. That's hard when you do that sort of thing. I'm sure. Yeah. No. I mean, it's it's a it's a it's a it's a search and discovery sort of mission. I mean, it definitely is because you don't know you don't know when you're heading into it what you're going to do necessarily. It's like you have to build it. And um, I was really pleased with the final product. I'm glad that you, I'm glad that glad to hear you say those things. Yeah, absolutely. So we're we're coming up here on an hour. Um, right on. So I, I, you know, I know I said we could talk all day and we can, <laughs> but I'm, you know, I also but really take, take, take away from you <laughs> and your time and the things you're doing. No, I appreciate um, it, man. But I appreciate I, it. You know, been, I really it's can't been a great hour. It's been a great yeah, hour. I can't tell you how appreciative of you I am. Um, and for Absolutely. you and Rich for to reach out and make this all possible, you know, so thank you so much. Oh, you um, for sure, man. Absolutely. And I've really enjoyed it. Yeah, me too. And, you know, you're, you're the first interview I've done with a, with a major, um, careered seasoned artist. So I thank you so much for that. Yeah, man. Absolutely. Wow. I'm, I'm honored to be, I'm honored to be the first. Yeah. Um, you know, hopefully, I, I, hopefully the I, first of many to come. Yeah, absolutely. You know, I did an interview with a, with a, with a newer artist this morning that went really well. Um, but it was, you know, it was definitely a different conversation, you know, not, not bad, different, not good, different, just different. And, you know, I'm really excited if this is the way this is going to go Yeah, um, to have all kinds of perspectives. So I thank you so much for giving me oh, the yeah, chance man. to, uh, to, to see that and do that and be a part of that. For sure, man. I appreciate that. And then, and yeah, everyone will be different and that's kind of the cool thing about it. And, um, you know, obviously, you know, you start having artists that, um, have some achievements and have some experience. It, it is different. There's a lot more to talk about, you know, yeah. a, lot, a lot more of a, um, of a history there to, to discuss and, and, and yet there's still things to look forward to and, and goals that they have. So, you know, um, and talking to the new artists too is, 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 is always, you know, a, a great opportunity too, because they have so, so much that they're trying to, you know, right. get a foothold on and, and, you right. know, things are, things are just starting up for them and they're trying to figure it all out. And, you yeah. know, it's, yeah. uh, it's exciting from that yeah. angle. Absolutely. And like I said, you know, I'm just, I want to just help people, you know, <laughs> I just, you know, I want to, you know, like, you know, we, him and I were talking earlier. It's like, even if, even if this, this episode, you know, with you and I reaches, you know, five people, you know, it's five people that weren't listening or didn't know who you were before yeah, they listened. For sure. Well, there's, I don't know much about the marketing of podcasts, but I know there's stuff that they do to get heard and to get onto, you know, to get their, get their listenership up. So yeah, it's definitely worth studying. Absolutely. Um, and, and I'm sure it's a bit of uh yeah, I'm sure it's a bit of sort of geo-targeting involved and some, yeah. some digital mastery wizardry, yeah. but, uh, <laughs> but, you know, I wish you the best in that endeavor for sure. Thank you. Man. I appreciate it. And, you know, I, like you said, 20, I hope 20,000 people listening to us. Right. And I, you know, I hope this, you know, when the new, when the next, when the new album is done and comes out, I would love to hear from you again and see where we're at and see what you're doing. And oh man, no, absolutely. I'd by all means do this again with you. Uh, yeah. we, don't have, we don't have a timeline on the release now. Oh, that's okay. Just, just yet, but we're, like I said, we're just starting to go in and record that first week in September and let's just, uh, let's just stay in touch on, on yeah. social media and, and get it done. Absolutely. Now I have yeah. one last dual question. And, on, and, and, and via email, of course. Yeah, absolutely. Um, 
Um, so one last dual question real quick. Favorite brand of boots? Favorite brand of whiskey? Oh, man. I'm going to go with uh, Tony Lama and TX Whiskey. Wow. So up here, we don't get a lot of choices. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> you know, it's, it's, it's Jack Daniels. It's, you know, yeah. the, the major, the major players. No, I mean, that's a standby for sure. Yeah, I mean, right. Um, but like, I'm trying to really get into it and see what can be sent here to me. Yeah. Um, so like those like little, um, you know, regional little things, you know, yeah, I'm trying to get into... where, yeah. Ideas on where to look. Plugs, yeah. Little plugs. Yeah. TX whiskey is a really good whiskey. Um, of course it's a Texas, a Texas whiskey. Um, right. And then Tony Lama, Tony Lama boots or something. I just, again, Texas. And it's just, I grew up with them and kind of loyal to the brand. So they're, they're the only boot other than some handmade boots that I've worn, uh, that I've had made a couple of times. I, Tony Lama boots are the only boots I've ever worn. So, right. Um, awesome. I, yeah. So those are my two picks. Awesome. Boots and yep. whiskey. Boots yeah. And whiskey. For, for me, you know, my wife got me a really nice pair of Ariats for my birthday. And they're great. And they're great. They I just can't, I can't bring myself to like, yeah, there's tons of great makers out there and, and better, you know, quote unquote, better or more expensive version, you know, boots than yeah. Tony, than Tony Lama. But it's you know, just like, you're just like, I just loyal to the brand. Right. It, it was my first pair, you know, they they weren't, you know, custom fit to me or anything. And, but like, I love them. And, you know, for me, it's, it's, it's Jack as of right now. So. Yeah, man. I mean, there's, there's nothing wrong with it. I have Jack on the tour bus and, uh, and, and I've probably guys in my band wearing Ariats. So, yeah. Uh, yeah. So, and a lot we'll, of other people too. Right. So we'll leave it there. Thank you so much, George. Um, I appreciate Absolutely. it. Like you can't even imagine. Jim, thank you, man. I really, really appreciate it too. Enjoy the chat and um, yeah. stay, in, stay in touch, brother. Absolutely. And this, this should be out later today or tomorrow. So awesome. Well, all if, right. you have, if you have to wait until you figure out the, uh, uh, all of the, the uh, inner workings on how to market a podcast, I'm certainly willing to wait till we have those twenty thousand listeners too. So whenever you, whenever you decide the time, whenever you decide the time is right. Perfect, man. Thank you so much. All right, take care. All right, have a good one. You too. Bye. Bye. So there you have it. Our interview with George Dukas. Um, thank you so much, George, for joining us here today on the podcast. Um, like you heard him say, there's some dates coming up. Um, he'll be Thursday, September 9th, He'll be at the law office pub and music hall with tim gleason that's in yorkville illinois friday september 10th at 300 fest 2021 at the 300 club with tyler booth that's in green lake wisconsin friday october 8th the barn at frio grill at with gabriella rose that's in cypress texas um saturday october 9th mama try deep ellum in dallas texas friday october 15th wildwood barbecue and saloon in iowa city iowa Saturday, October 16th at the Gas Lamp in Des Moines, Iowa. Friday, October 29th at the Schroeder Hall at Goliad. If I pronounce that incorrectly, I'm sorry. That's in Texas. Saturday, October 30th, the Wild West Cedar Park. That's in Cedar Park, Texas. Um, and Saturday, December 4th, this is all from his website, the Backyard Bar Stage and Grill in Waco. Um, so again, thank you all so much for joining us, George. Thank you so much. Um, I look forward to speaking with him again in the near future once the album is done. Um, that's going to be great, everyone. You're going to really want to check that out when it comes out. Um, if you go to our 
Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, at Boots and Whiskey Podcast. Um, this will be posted on all of those. Um, this will be on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, you know, everywhere, pretty much all the major players. So I thank you all so much for joining in and listening um, to Rich, Georgia's manager. Thank you so much for making this happen. Um, I look forward to seeing you all on the next show. Uh, look for that in the next couple of days, maybe even next week. Until then, enjoy. Good night. See you, everyone.